Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on our little podcast, we're going to be talking about boiler suits, naps and zizzes, and who would narrate your life. Interesting. If you like that, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from one on Magic. There will be chat and some great songs thrown in for good measure. I love that bush. The best things in life are free, aren't they? Yes, let's name some. Uh, brochures that you get through your door uh, at the weekend and during the week about maybe getting a curry from around the corner. Oh, I like those. Completely free. I like it when they make an effort with those as well and put proper sort of colour photos on. Yeah, and I love it when they also, local estate agents put uh, a thing through your door saying, have you considered selling your house? There's loads of people in this area that are looking for houses and think, what, (laughs) my house? Me? You photoshopped this just for me? I like the free things. Um, They do it a lot in our local supermarket. You go in and, oh, I had one the other day. It was like a sort of free bit of Turkish delight. Oh, yeah. So you go in, they have have loads of those little white cups, plastic cups. And you think, when they get the white cups out, I actually feel really excited. I kind of hover. You know the way fish know when they're being fed? Yeah. Just swimming around that area. I once got really badly told off, actually. I went to a very posh market in London an outdoor foodie market, mm. and I basically hovered so badly. It was a Swiss cheese stall. <laughs> I ate the whole... I literally oh. ate the whole cheese. And he, the, the guy was going, I, I think you'd better go now. But I was like, well, no, this is free. Yeah, you're entitled to it. It was, it was a cheese called Compte, I think it was called. Oh, oh. my days. I, I couldn't get enough of it. Oh, I love it. I love free stuff like that yeah. as well. The air is free. The air is indeed free. The sunshine is free. That's a good thing, isn't it? Having a walk, you can have a walk where you want. That's completely free, isn't it? Have have you ever got um, a free meal when you weren't expecting it? That's always quite good, isn't it? One time, some other mums on the school run paid for my breakfast when I was working diligently in the corner of a cafe. And I went to go and pay my bill, and they said, it's okay, it's been settled by... Right, uh, someone's got a crush on you, Bush. <laughs> Who is it? I wish. Who is she? Come on, just be honest, which one is she? It was Dee and Jessica from uh, my daughter's class, the mums of two kids in my daughter's class. I like the way they didn't let you sit with them, though. <laughs> they, no, they didn't want me... They clearly knew that I was doing some work, but how nice was that? It was sort of like it's been taken care of. Mate, that's a crush. It was straight out of a Bond movie. You know the way the, that yeah. man over there has bought you a drink and then he does the chin-chin to you? Chin-chin! <laughs> That's very, very good. Oh, have you ever had a free... Oh, yes, I must tell you, I'm going to save it for after the song. I've got an amazing free story for you. What a cracking tune. Oh, we were just talking about his hair. What a cracking hairstyle. Love a bit of Kirsch. He used to wear little boiler suits, didn't he? Little boiler suits and built-up hair. We need to bring back boiler suits. Mate, um, when did they ever go away? I'm sorry. We were watching you in... Taskmaster. Yes. yes. And you have Special a cracking boiler suit, boiler suit yeah, on in that, I had, Mel. I had two, mate. Did you have a specially it. made boiler suit? It cost that? £35. That's, that's reasonable for a personalised boiler <laughs> suit. <laughs> My friend in Wales got them. Green boiler suits, 35 quid each, and then she um, sort of, uh, you know, customised them. I love it. What's <gasps> the origins of those? But It's like almost g- green beret stuff. Where you, someone dropped yeah. behind enemy lines wearing it. Oh, I love a boiler suit. Love a boiler suit. There's something very... You just feel contained. Ready for action. Don't you? Yes. My other half put on one, actually. Literally, this is going to sound like I've just made this up because we're talking about it. I promise you it's true. He put one on this morning. Wow. 
and it was a little bit too small. Let's just say it was riding high. Because he's a tall chap, isn't he? He's 6'6". Six, because six. there's that undercurrent. If you don't have the right size boiler suit on oh. and you're a tall chap, you might look like Ronald McDonald yeah. from the knees down. <laughs> it, looked, it looked really wrong. Oh, bless him. What was um, he doing in his boiler suit, by the way? Well, no, he's going to do some... He's got this little workshop outside. He's making loads of shelves, doing tons of DIY and stuff. Oh. And he thought just to, you know, to really look the part... Yes. ...he better have a have a boiler suit. Salute you this weekend if you've got a boiler suit. Oh, if, you, if you're doing DIY, just absolutely marvellous. Lord it up. Mel, I feel bad I've distracted you from your freebie story. Right, this is honestly true. So, um, I once... I'm, I'm not saying that you should do this because this is not good. There's a disclaimer. Um... I hitchhiked with a friend. We were trying to get to Bristol. Uh, so we were hitchhiking out of London. I do mm. not advocate, advocate, advocate. Advocar. Advocate. <laughs> hitchhiking at all. But I was with a friend, so I thought, well, safety in numbers. Anyway, a taxi stopped. Yeah. It was a Bristol taxi that had obviously been dropping in London because it had a Bristol phone number. Ooh. A taxi stopped for us, took us to Bristol for free. My gosh, mate, that is amazing. Imagine if the meter had been running. It would have been about £300. Pounds. That's so weird, because I used to know a girl whose boyfriend was a, 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 like a really kind of uh, hoity-toity banker type. Okay. And he would come and visit her in Bristol, because I used to work with her. And in the morning, rather than get the train <gasps> home, he used to get the taxi home. No. So maybe it was his taxi on the way back that picked you up. I'll never forget that chap. He was so nice. And we kept saying... This is a taxi. Are you sure this is okay? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a freebie to the tune of maybe a couple of hundred quid, mate. Amazing. Right. I thank you, Bristol taxi driver, if you, if you remember us. It was about 30 years ago. <laughs> Bush, that's a very good action. Bush is pretending that he's got some uh, braces and he's doing that kind of... <laughs> pulling out the braces. Oh, I'd love to have braces on a daily basis. I, that's a very good rhyme. It is, isn't it? I'd love to have the braces on a daily, daily basis. basis. Have a banana. Oh, 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 oh. That always makes me think that spring is on the way, that music. I feel like I'm bounding along with this. I'm in a film. Are you I'm in a, f- a film right now. What kind of film is it? I'm running down a hill. Something hilarious is just happening, like a little beaver's just appeared around the side of a tree going, hello. Oh. It's that kind of thing, isn't it? The kind of film for the summer. Yes, I've got a ribbon in my hair and I'm running. It's Little House on the Prairie, basically. It is Little House on the Prairie. Time now for... <laughs> Legends. I'm sorry, I don't quite know what's occurring. Uh, I've got something so powerful to go in today. I'm actually really excited about it. I'm very excited just to hearing that. It's one of my favourite things in life, literally, and no one ever really bothers to talk about it. And that is what this book is for. Absolutely. We celebrate the things that people forget about. It is, Bush, and I'd like you... This is going to be tricky. Okay. A ten-minute ziz. Oh, a little power nap. Right. I love a power nap. I have one every day, I'm not going to lie to you. What is your main power napping location? The armchair. Oh, you have your own armchair. I love... With your gin slowly slipping out your hand as you relax. At any time of day, it can be mid-morning. <laughs> it can be mid-afternoon. It can be... Maloney is nodding. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, gang. It doesn't even have to be ten minutes. It could be like two minutes. I like that. I don't really... I always, I'm always slightly suspicious of people who go back to bed. That's Horrid. too much. Horrid. Horrid. Dirty stop outs. Yeah, and take off their trousers and socks yeah, and stuff. No, no, no. Mucking around no. with your body clock. No, you stay very much in your clothes. Exactly. I say this is done in a chair. and uh, <laughs> You've got to be upright. 
got to be upright. My mouth does a very, very unattractive thing. <laughs> it sort of hangs down like an enormous dog. You know that thing? It just kind of goes... <laughs> like when Blah. Helen Daniels got poorly in Neighbours. Oh, oh yeah. God bless her. Oh, Oh dear! It is a bit like that. It is a little bit like that, I imagine. There's a, there's a there's a sort of a, there's an element of dribble as well, and you always wake up with a terrible neck ache because you've you know, you've sort of fallen asleep in some weird position. But that is what I would like you to render yeah. in good old ink and paper. Canister time! Canister! 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 Canister, canister, canister. Sounds like just a couple of letters away from that lady's product that always gets advertised at certain times of the evening, doesn't it? I know, I know. That could be a new new advertising campaign for them, no? It's a good song. Canister, canister. Maybe not. Embarrassing itching, canister. (laughs) Um, Right, so. Come on, Bushy. Okay, question from the office email. Hello, sailor. Was there enough room for both Rose and Jack on the door? Um, hang on. Now, are they thinking about the internal car scene? Uh, Rose and Jack on the door. When they were trapped in the car and it all got a bit steamy and Kate Winslet's palm came out. When they were sinking, she was on the door. <gasps> oh, in Titanic. Yeah, Jack and Rose, mate. I was thinking of Rosie and Jim, the two little stuffed toys that lived on that canal boat. That's, that's a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> Genuinely. They used to frighten the life out of me, Rosie, Rosie and Jim. Jim were a bit odd. They, were really, they used to come alive at night on that boat, do all sorts of mischief. And it was the guy with the very, very <laughs> neatly pressed kerchief, wasn't it? And yes. the very neat sailor's hat. What was his story? Was he? Did he bring them to life? I don't He'd know. He'd talk to them, though, wouldn't he? He chatted to them every day, yeah. Where were they going? They were obviously on the canalways of Britain. But I think he was on the run from his past. Oh, do you think? I think I think he got a, a lump sum of money from an industrial accident, bought the boat, got Rosie and Jim, magically made them come to life, and then was on the run. Did he? Did he make them though? Did he actually sit there and sew them? I, I imagine maybe he did. Yeah, which she is had, even weirder. She had wool hair, didn't she? She Rosie? had wool hair. Na 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 na. Right, and he sang it on the hang on what was the name of the boat on the old uh, uh, what was the boat called the old on Rosie the, uh, and uh, Jim. Oh, the duck the something swan or duck it was a bird wasn't it was it oh we need oh. to find out we need to find out he didn't sing the theme tune did he the bloke in a high pitched voice that'd be even worse I it? think he didn't he used to sing though of a of a, a show didn't he used to sing occasionally I'm not sure the, uh, the back story of this chap is worrying the old Ragdoll, yes. thing on the old ragdoll. Rosie and Jim. Rosie and Jim. It was sort of in the Birmingham area, wasn't it? It was made by Central TV. Yes, he used to go around in his boat. I don't know what he did in the daytime. Oh. Rosie and Jim didn't used to uh, ask, and then he'd come back. I think he might have worked for the council. Really? Yeah, in some sort of social services department. I think he might have had a bit of rum in the afternoon, do you know what I mean? Yeah. A couple of glasses of... Take the edge off. Take the edge <laughs> It gets very cold and lonely on a boat. He had a lovely little nautical outfit, though, didn't he? (laughs) He did. But denim, but not jeans. You know when denim is made into other garments? Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's a navy blue denim for all intents and purposes, but it's not jeans. No, not jeans. But it's just sailor type stuff. Exactly. He was the only person wearing that kit at that time as well, wasn't he? Yeah. I think he used to wear a smock, didn't he? Some sort of smock with one pocket that went across the whole thing, the whole girth of the smock. Everyone used to think to themselves, what's in there? What's yeah, he keep in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Such a good egg. Well, there, we, we've answered the question very, very well. Oh, a 
Aretha. That just fills me with joy. It makes me just want to have a dance around. Yeah. And boy, I can't dance. Uh, Bushy, I've seen you throw some shapes in this very studio, and they're strong. You. Oh, come on. I was saved by the music. Oh, yes, I was. I was about to have to list some of Bush's dancing, and I couldn't. So thank you for the music, the songs we're singing. It's time for Bush's Red Letter Day. Bush, what day is it? That is the most in-time Red Letter Day song of all time, Mel. Come on, man. Well done. Come on. It is World Golden Retriever Day today. Oh, I love it. I love it. A day to celebrate golden retrievers. Here are three facts about golden retrievers, right? Yep, yep, golden yep. retrievers are often used to search and rescue teams because of their keen sense of smell and tracking abilities. Because oh, you kind of think of them as like 80s dogs. They're quite 80s. The hairdo is quite... The, the fur do, whatever. The, the style, the hair... Fur style. What's it called? Fur yeah. style. Fur style is quite uh, 80s. We, we used to have a dog in the 80s, golden retriever, called Shelly. Can't get a more 80s dog than that, can you? Shelly the dog. Shelly. Almost crimped hair. Shelly is a great name for a dog. So, Linda. Linda the dog. <laughs> Uh, second fact, Good. Dudley Coots Marshbanks, also known as Lord Tweedmouth, developed Lovely. the breed in Scotland during the late 19th century. Um, can we just spool back briefly to his name? Dudley Coots Marshbanks. Lord Tweedmouth. Lord Tweedmouth. A.K.A. Lord Tweedmouth. That's a fast show character, isn't it? Isn't it? Unbelievable. But check this out. One of my best friends is Brian Marshbanks, who I believe to be a distant relative of his. Get out got, of town. Has he got a tweed mouth? He must have a tweed mouth. You better ask him. I'm going to ask him. So sorry, tweed mouth, tweed mouth actually was responsible for bringing the Golden Retriever into Britain. You heard it here first, Mel. Ooh, you heard it here first. Final fact. Golden Retrievers are considered to be the fourth smartest dog breed in line behind Border Collies, Poodles and German Shepherds. Whoa. What about that? That's fourth really most intelligent. Dog. Oh, I really hope I see a Golden Retriever now on the way home. If you see a Golden Retriever today at any point, give yeah. it a thumbs up. I will, and I'll say something that not humans can hear, only dogs can hear. It'll be so high-pitched. I'll go, well done, well done, or something like that. Yeah, pass on my res- regards to Lord Tweedmouth. Oh, I'm so- I think Tell Mel might, might enjoy a bit of Tweedmouth. Ah, <laughs> oh, we are well and truly nestled. We're nestled, aren't we, Bush? We really are. I feel really at home. I feel like we've made our little blankety nest around us of of, of nice songs and uh, uh, save me, Bush. I've gone into a sort of cul-de-sac of no, chat. No, I agree with you. I feel like we've left our shoes at the door, but we've put on some slippers that are like house slippers. Oh, so we can pad around yeah. them. Oh, I might have to get a pair of house slippers. Get a pair of house slippers. Are you the sort of person that would ask guests that come to your house to take their shoes off? No, I couldn't bear to do it. It's a bit... I don't like that. I don't like it either. Sets the wrong tone. Doesn't I think you've, it? You've, you've put people's noses out of joint already yeah. since they step through the threshold. I've got a neighbour. Uh, she's really, really lovely. Uh, but you go to her house and you go into the hall and there's loads of slippers laid out. What, so she wants you to put actual slippers she on? She wants you to put slippers that she has provided on. So you all pad around together in the same type of shoe. The only time I'd be cool with swapping footwear is at a religious shrine. Yeah. That'd be it. Not okay. when you have to go into somebody's house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have a What's her name? First name. Oh, I, I can't. I can't. The letter of her first name. I can't. She's so lovely. A. She's lovely. Come on, A. Sort it out, mate. Yeah. Let people I know. walk around where they want. I think. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to be mean because I think she does listen to our show. Okay. 
But she, no, I love your slippers. Love eh? them. Love, love them. your slippers. You live your life the way you want to do it, eh? Yeah, absolutely. It's your, your haul. Um, that carpet must have cost a bomb. There's no carpet. Oh my, what? There's no carpet. It's wood. It's What's wood. she playing at then? You can't mess wood up with a pair of... I know, it's just wood. This is a conversation between you and A. I don't want to get involved, but I think she's overreacting. I oh, know, I do too. And some of the slippers are a bit high. <laughs> so if, if, um, if uh, yeah, it's just odd. You, you're all tottering around in mules. Hold on a minute. You don't think she's doing that thing where she's getting people to surreptitiously, uh, unconsciously, subconsciously polish her floor for her? <laughs> she, that's what might be happening. But <laughs> it's a wooden floor. There's clearly no need for the slippers. Yeah, but they're, they're not soft-soled. They're not like, you know, mops on the on the bottom. But she's, get, sponge. she's getting you to buff up her floor. Maybe she is. I'm never going round again. Oh, absolutely. Unbelievable. Um, Bush, I wanted to ask you, have you lied to me today? We heard about your lie to the taxi driver. I think I've been quite uh, honest and frank with you during the course of the show today. Are you sure? Yep. Good. Uh, now, Bush, I have to ask you, how's your week been? Mel, thank you for asking. My week has been about... Recovery and recuperation. Now, I don't want to sound like uh, one Mm. of those snake oil salesmen that goes through towns in the Wild West and tries to sell people a miracle cure. I'm not that kind of person. However, you know, I've had a couple of days off during the week because I've been a bit poorly. Man flu and all that kind of stuff. And I'm back on it now. I'm back in work and at full health with a shiny nose and good pelt. Yeah, yeah. uh, Because I've been taking a tonic. I love the idea. It's very 1950s. Very 1950s. Not that many people know about tonics no. when you when you tell them no. about it. Like, do you have a tonic? And they're like, what are you talking about? It's tonics are like a syrupy goodness that you might get out of your nan's medicine cabinet. I, I, you're holding a aforementioned tonic. I'm holding me tonic here as I'm and speaking. And I have, I've supped of that tonic. Not that particular one, because mm-hmm. I I understand that you drink it straight from the bottle. Uh, I know, it's all it's That is a disgrace, a isn't it? I know, a hey, I was honest disgrace. about it though, weren't I? Yeah, you didn't lie. Uh, so I'm not going to drink from that bottle. No offence, but I don't want to get your germs. Fair enough. Uh, do, is it? Do you think is it just sugar? Well, I don't know. I don't so know what, what's, what's in it. it. Have you looked at the um, you know the ingredients? In a weird way, like people when they approach wrestling, WWE, that kind of thing. I don't want to know too much about it in case it ruins the enjoyment. Yeah. I know the more you find out, then maybe I'll just go. Hold on a minute. This is just a spoonful of sugar. Is it? Is it caffeine and sugar? That's all I'm asking. I think it's magic. I think it's actual magic. And how many times a day are you tonicking up? I'm tonicking myself up about four or five swigs a day. Ooh. Which I think is beyond the recommended daily dose. Yeah, what does it say, Bushy? Twice, probably. <laughs> what does it say? For use after illness, such as colds and flu, when feeling tired or down or run down. Oh. Uh, ooh, do not use more than once a day. <gasps> Whoops. Bush, I what? thought you were rather lively. <laughs> One five millimetre spoonful a day. I'm having like half a pint. You're sloshing it back, mate, straight from the bottle. I'm out of control. This is like one of those pictures of London during the 1600s with Mother's Ruin. Yes, Hogarth. <laughs> exactly. Um, but you're feeling better for it. I do. I do. And I would recommend, whatever it may be, if you have a tonic, have it. Yeah, yes. We all need a tonic. You remember me telling you earlier on about my friend Brian Marshbanks, who yeah, we yeah, presume yeah. his great uncle's got something to do with golden retrievers. Yeah. Not like that, but he brought yeah. them into the country. Um, he, when I was in America with him, because we did we studied for a year together, he used to uh, have Buckfast Abbey tonic wine sent out by his parents. That's... he loved it so much. M- Buckfast Abbey is really good. They do mead, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. So that's his tonic. He had it sent out to America. And good he had a mate lad. come out from Scotland, from Falkirk, and good. he brought it out with him. Good lad. Whatever your tonic is this Saturday, yeah. you enjoy it. Get involved. Get involved. <laughs> Listen, Rosie, I'm sorry about last night. 
Rosie and Jen, Rosie and Jen, <laughs> in and among on the old ragdoll. Boom. Oh, this is a ruddy, excellent question. This Ooh. might be one of the best ever. One of the best questions to ever, ever. come out of the canister. Ever. Uh, it says, okay, Bush, if you could pick anyone to narrate your life, who would it be? Oh. Come on, we know the answer. Come on, Bush. Do you know what? Come on. There was a guy that we were talking about the other day, the World at War series. What was his name? Lawrence Olivier. Is that who narrates yeah, it? Larry Olivier narrates uh, World at War. Absolutely. Get out of town. Could he, could he do my life story? He's yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. Sli- let's be honest. It was. It was. He's. A, he was an actor, of course. Yeah. It was a little bit on the hammy side occasionally. Wasn't I it? loved. I would love that. Just really ham up my um, yeah. very uninteresting life. Andy Bush. Here he is. Was born in Devon <laughs> to Geraldine and Nigel. <laughs> He lived in an old people's home and just to ride a dog. (laughs) Sadly, we can't get Larry to do it because he is long dead. But maybe they could do that thing like they did with Oliver Reed where they patch together his voice. CGI Larry. I want Sean Bean, Bush. I can't believe you didn't choose Sean Bean. Sean Bean would be so good. He would make your life just sound so important. What would be the opening chapter of Sean Bean reading your life? Okay. Epsom. (laughs) District Hospital, 1968. The maternity unit. She was born slightly prematurely. (laughs) Literally, I mean, anything sounds good in a Sean Bean voice. Little baby Gedroyd, she's born. It was quite cold that day. I do remember as we were driving back from hospital. Oh, that's good. Driving back from hospital. (laughs) I think it's got to be slightly more gravelly. It's got to be a little bit more gravelly than that. Leatherhead. Come on. There were no staying in overnight when you gave birth back in those days. <laughs> give birth. Give birth. Back home in 20 minutes. <laughs> drop and go, I used to call it. The drop and go regime during the 60s. <laughs> that, that's Thatcher for you. Always before our time. Are you going to stick with Lawrence? Lawrence? Are you going to stick with Lawrence, Olivier, or do you want to come over to Bean? Could I please come over to Bean? Bean makes anything sound good, mate, and he does have the advantage of still being alive. A lot easier to book. Good. Lovely, Melgeal magic. So, my friends, yes, get out your can of starch. Look lively. Yes, stand up extra straight. Let's have a little drill march around the studio. It's time for Tell Mel. You can ask me anything, but don't expect a soft-soaping reply. Hi, Mel. It's Keith here. I just wondered if I could quit my New Year's resolution. Now it's February. No, Keith. Next, please. Hey, Mel. It's Max. Valentine's is coming up. How do I find a girlfriend by then? Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear, Max. You've not been trying, have you? You need to put your efforts up to the max. Max. I would always start off with a nice bit of tweed. How about a nice tweed handkerchief? Yeah, a nice little handkerchief for the lovely lady or gentleman that you're trying to impress, Max. And use some starch and iron it and make it very, very whippy, whippy and smart with lots of big seams down it. That's what I'd do. A nice tweed handkerchief, Max. That will get all the girls slash boys running in your direction. Next, please. Hi, Mel. It's Grace. Last night, my biscuit fell off in my tea. I fished it out with a spoon and ate the rest. My boyfriend was disgusted, but that's okay to do, right? Grace, are you now single today? I've never heard anything more disgusting in my life. Imagine that. A soggy biscuit, half coming off and into your tea. That is absolutely disgraceful. Can I just put you towards the ginger snap? What kind of biscuits are you divulging in? Absolutely horrible, Grace. Make sure you totally sort that out. Steel, a rod of steel inside a digestive biscuit, Grace. That's what you need. (laughs) 
so much for listening to my scrumptious podcast. Hear more larks like that every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. The Mel Gedroyd Show. The Mel Gedroyd Podcast. <laughs> 